All right, welcome. Today is the first episode of my very first podcast, Mindset Masters in Marketing. So, uh, you know, it's an exciting day for me. So I just wanted to welcome everybody that's listening in today. We have some really special guests. Uh, before we introduce our special guests, the whole reason around this podcast, Mindset Masters in Marketing, is to showcase different business owners, leaders, public figures, different, uh, you know, people with an influence that have gone through different trials and tribulations, whether it be in business and in life, and have been able to control their mindset in situations where it really is needed, right? So in addition to that, we want to talk to experts about once they have the mindset, right? You know, what did they do to market themselves, their business? How did they create systems um, to, you know, get their product or service out there in the marketplace and to do it for a long-term period of time? So there's a lot of really cool things that we're going to discuss in this podcast, but today we have some really great mindset masters and marketers in their own space, in their own business, Mr. Matt and Luigi from Shield Advisory Group. These guys are killers. These guys do business consulting. They can find you money from things, from areas you guys have never even thought of. So if you guys are business owners, um, Matthew and Luigi are definitely who you guys want to speak to, but uh Let's get started here. Matt and Luigi, if you guys can share a little information about yourselves, your business, uh, we'd love to hear about, you know, a little bit about yourselves. Hey, what's up, Will? Thanks for having us today. We truly appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah. And we, we, are, uh, we are beyond grateful for being on your first episode. Man, yeah, we've buddy. been working together for a while. I'm so happy that you invited us on here. A little bit about myself is I was on Wall Street for about 17 years through trial, error, a lot of mistakes you know, move forward. I had a very successful career on Wall Street, left Wall Street in 2015, opened up a private fund that lends money to small businesses throughout the country. Um, and then I brought on a partner and it was one of the best things I ever did. And I'll let Luigi, the professor, my partner, introduce himself. Oh, shucks. Humbled twice on one podcast. Thank you, Will, for having us. Will, I'm really glad you, uh, you came up with this mantra. Um, you cannot emphasize it enough. The entrepreneur does have a very unique mindset. He's yes. not a business owner. He's not a lone wolf who is simply unemployable because his ego can't fit into a room. An entrepreneur has a, has a very specific mindset because when you're in business, especially business in America, every day is going to bring novel challenges. And every day you're going to have a fork in the road. And one, one side of the road is going to say, give up. Another one is going to say persistence and let's just figure it out. So you're going to figure it out. And maybe the, the solution you figure out is the wrong one. And you're going to figure it out again. And maybe that one's the wrong one. And you're going to figure it out again. But the difference between the successful entrepreneur and the unsuccessful entrepreneur, I don't think it's IQ. I don't think it's a degree. I really think it's a matter of persistence. And I guess with persistence comes your mindset master's marketing theory. It's, it's, it really is a mindset. Yeah. So let's talk about a little bit from the beginning because you both have two separate backgrounds, right? Like, so you went more of the conventional, you know, educational route, you, you know, you have a law degree and, you know, different architectural stuff that you guys do. Matt, you know, you went the more hustler route, right? You, you, you grind your way into the top, you know what I mean? So it's two different approaches, but let's like, let's go back. Right. Because, before all that got started, you got you had to have that mindset for that, right? Like, where did you get the drive, the hunger, or whatever it was to like push you to that point, right? To to essentially build your businesses to where you are now. Like, it had to start somewhere, right? And a lot of people have that 
problem with just starting, right? But they have to overcome it. Most of the time it's in the mind, right? Like, what, what are some of the things if you can remember way back when, like, was it your parents? Was it, you know, you know where you grew up? You know, a lot of it for me was just humble beginnings, right? Just coming from, you know, I'm just be real with you, low end. I always wanted to have better for myself, my family, always wanted to be my own business owner, right? So it's like, you know, these driving forces have always been in my life ever since I was, you know, old enough to work, 12, 13 years old, I was lying about my age to get some work, right? So like, you know, everybody has a driving force, I believe that it motivates him. Kind of talk about, you know, your mindset back then. Well, you know, Will, for me, it was, uh, I was I was raised by my grandparents. I lived with six or seven different family members, depending on what time of the year it was in a three bedroom apartment. I actually didn't even have a bed growing up. I slept on the floor most days till I was 14. My wife still worries and wonders why I sleep on the couch and the floor most days because it's usually where I'm comfortable. But as yeah. far as getting into business, man, I, I could tell you, I could think back to times where I was out there shoveling snow through snowstorms. I was returning bottles for five cents. Yes. I was selling, and then I was taking that money, reinvesting it, buying candy, and then flipping it in school. You know, I was always looking to do something to create what I wanted out of life. Because unfortunately, you know, my family didn't have much, but whatever they did have, they gave to us. So if there's something that I wanted, I needed to figure it out. Right. Same thing with Luigi was saying from day one of if I want X. How do I get X, right? So we had to figure it out from day one. And that's where I'm a big believer in, if you want something, just reverse engineer the process, find the path of least resistance, which is usually a straight line. But in an entrepreneurial's life, it's not a straight line, yeah, right? It's, yeah. it's wheels, it's circles. We've all seen the memes, but there's ways to get what you want out of life, right? And like you said, it all starts with your mindset and starts there. But yeah, from back until I could tell you from six years old, I was always doing something, whether it was mowing lawns, returning, recycling bottles, shoveling snow before, before I could even have my working papers. Yeah, man, me too. We used to, I used to lie. I was 13, used to lie on the construction sites. We used to build, you know, do hardwood floors. And I used to skip school and go back to school with Nikes and nice clothes and be like, well, where are you? They thought I'd be out there, you know, partying, skipping. I'm like, no, I'm out there working and like making money. Cause you know, I wanted things for myself. Right. Plus I see everybody, you know, driving cars and stuff. I'm, I'm working to get a car, right? Like, you know, whatever I can do um, to make money back then, it was crazy. But uh, yeah, man, just, what about you, Luigi? Uh, my story is not so atypical, you know, typical immigrant story, first generation born here. And, you know, the, the education thing wasn't really a choice, right? You know, you're born into an immigrant family. You got to go to school. Right. You got to eat, you got to sleep, you got to go to school. That's all it is, because that was the way to take the family to the next level. And um, it's not the solution, it's a solution. Correct. Um, Matt and I, maybe this is a little bit self-serving, we're not big fans on really fancy, expensive doctorate degrees and master's degrees. I mean, um, there's a little bit more to be said for that on-the-job, real-life training, you know, maybe creates a little bit more of a, a calloused hand approach, but it's, it's, it's a bit more real life. You know, you, you learn all the theory in school, but you have, you have to apply that. Um, the challenge for, for guys like us is, okay, you've made it. Now what? All right, what's, what's going to continue to drive you? And, and most importantly for me is what's going to prevent what my grandfather would call the full belly complex for the next generation. Because I'm, cert I'm certain, Will, your, your baby's going to have the best of everything, the best toys, the best foods. Yeah. But what's going to prevent him from being a lazy bastard at 15 years old? 
Cool. How do you how do you transmit that work ethic to him? Um, because that's always the fear, right? One hundred percent. And the same thing goes for business, right? Business, family, just making sure you make the right decisions. Uh, this is why I love to give my shark analogy, right? In business, you are a shark because if you do not continue propelling forward, you continue to sink. So you have to go forward. If, when Blockbuster stopped going forward, Netflix caught them right at the bottom of the ocean, yep. right? Yep. And they started swimming. We were just and talking about this. Started. Yeah. And, and I can give you thousands of analogies and thousands of case studies where as soon as you take your eye off the mark and the mark is six gear, there is no downturning into, into the curves. You're going into the curve into six gear. And that's how you continue staying at the pinnacle of your look. If you're going to be in business, why are you going to do it half-assed? Do you want to be the worst shoe shiner on the block? No, you want to be the best shoe shiner on the block. And then regardless of what type of business you're in, if you excel at it, the money will come. There's always this, um, I, I, I think it's a false narrative to say, oh, I want to make money. I think if you do something well, the money will come. But if you go into something seeking to make money, the money will never come because think of, think of, think of what's your moral mandate, mm-hmm. right? The moral mandate is like Matt, Matt and I, honestly, the money will come. But we honestly feel that we're in a very unique position to help small businesses in America. Large businesses have access to all sorts of services and programs that the common business owner has never even heard of. So what do we do all day long? We scour for all these sexy programs out there and try to offer that to, to small business America. Now, why do we do that? Yeah, of course, we'll make money as a result of it, but it gives us great joy helping a small business go next level. A guy with four locations opening up his fifth, sixth, and seventh, right? Taking a company from 2 million to 20 million. We, we get our kicks out of that. Right? Yeah, do we do it because we say we want to make money? No, we don't wake up in the morning and say we want to make money. We wake up in the morning and say we're going to make the world a better place by helping small business. And as a result, well, let me tell you, right? it wasn't always that way. I failed many times. And every time I tried to chase paper or money, I wound up tripping over dollars and picking up pennies and losing money along the way. You know, by the way, guys, Matt and I fail every single day. Every day. Me too. Every we single day. We, we, we try to launch product, more products than you guys will ever know because they never come to market because we screw, we screw it up. But then when something works out, we write it hard. So I think that's a huge point. And everybody on this podcast listening right now, we're talking about mindset. You have to be okay with failing. You got to get comfortable with failure, but you can't let yourself stay there. You got to keep pushing forward at the same time. Just because you have something planned out and it doesn't go your way, don't let that be the end of your business. Step back, reevaluate, push forward again. And I always say, listen, if you're not growing, you're dying. Don't be afraid to get uncomfortable, right? You know, seek out new problems in business. If you're having the same problems in your business, it's probably because you're not growing, right? These things are super important. If, you know, like you guys say, don't chase the money. My goal is to work as hard as I can to make my product the best it could be, the company the best it could be, the team the best it could be. And with that, we can help so many other people, right? It just seems, it just flows more seamlessly, right? So focus and invest on yourself and your team, especially in business, and it will help you help others, right? 
but you can't help others if you're not helping yourself first. You got to get your stuff in line, right? You got to get up, everything ready to go so you can really, you know, help people. Go ahead. I'm glad, well, I'm glad you said that word team because one of the hardest things to do as an entrepreneur is let go of that vibe, right? What generally tends to happen is when you're first getting out of, let's say, dental school or medical school, you want to start a business. They don't teach you anything about business, but they teach you how to, you know, diagnose certain medical conditions, maybe fix some teeth here or there. What generally tends to happen in the automotive space is the mechanic goes and he knows how to fix cars, right? So he wants to fix cars, but at the end of the day, he doesn't know anything about business and knowing in order to scale, he needs to build a team. So generally what happens at this point is if you don't build a proper team around you, four to five years in, maybe you get to that three, four, $500,000 mark per year, but it's going to be impossible to scale that business to seven figures plus, right? And at the end of the day, you're going to get comfortable. And because you figured things out the hard way and didn't build a team that you could rely on during that time frame, you're going to end up hating that business you were waiting to start one day. Yeah, that's key. Pivotal is having the right team in place, the right systems, and most importantly, too, your network, right? Especially when it comes to mindset. If you're hanging around the wrong people, if you're not, you know, reading the right books, you know, bringing in the right information to your mind each day, it will affect your business. It'll affect your family, right? These things, it's a trickle down effect, right? Like you can't have, like, you can't be like a badass business owner and be a, you know, a half-ass fucking family father, right? You have to, it, it, it goes together. You can't have a shitty home life and be successful. You could, but it ain't going to last. Eventually it's going to, you know, falter, right? I mean, I've seen it all day long, right? Um, but let's talk a little bit about network because I think that's important too with mindset. A lot of people are hanging out with the wrong people where they're not consuming the right information, right? What's been big for me personally is continuously surrounding myself with successful people, getting in the room with successful people, Apex, obviously, Apex, you know, executives, you know, Grant Cardone, you know, these these guys have been pivotal in creating a mindset that's different than what we were taught growing up. We were all taught, to, you know, a certain way by our parents, but it's a different way, the different different age, different, you know, different way of living now. So, um, you know, don't be afraid to like completely shift your mindset to completely try something completely different, especially if what you're doing is not working you know, leave it to the pros, do what, you know, what does it say? Success leaves clues, right? Like follow the, follow what others are doing. It's not that hard. It's so simple. Well, well, there's, there's, there's one underlying condition to doing that well. And it's the most difficult thing on the planet. It's looking in the mirror and admitting that you made a mistake. Yeah. Because if you're, if you have to change your mindset or you have to change your habits, you have to change your routine you're admitting that something's wrong. And that's the most difficult thing for people to do, to look in the mirror and say, I need to X, Y, Z instead of ABC. But once they can do that, and, and you're right. And, and, and well, let me just, just uh, reel it back one second as to uh, surrounding yourself with a team and a network. Um, do not be afraid to give away the special sauce, mm-hmm. right? When, when you buy a recipe book, what do you buy? You're buying the how-to right? You've got all the ingredients in there and you've got all the measurements and you can make the same amazing dish as that star chef. But why can't you? Because of the execution, right? So everyone, like Matt said earlier, everyone's afraid to hire and to scale. Well, what if this person steals my clients or steals my business? Look, if you go into, if you wake up in the morning and say, I'm, I'm afraid to get wet, you're, not, you're never going to leave the house, right? Buy yourself an umbrella. 
And you're going to get really wet. You're going to get a lot wetter. <laughs> yeah. 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 So focus on your execution, but surround yourself with people that can help you. And sometimes you have to teach them. And that confidence that you talk about in mindset comes by in continuously investing in yourself, your team, your network. You know, when I go back to my mentors and I go to other successful business owners, I'm able to bounce ideas off them. And they're basically clarifying what I already thinking. It basically reassures that I'm on the right path. A lot of people don't realize that, that really is a lot of clarity helps. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're, especially if you're on your own, you don't have that type of network and people to help you. Right. You know, you're running blind. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I encourage you guys, if business owners, entrepreneurs, people, you know, getting started, if you guys are just now listening, you know, surround yourself with people you want to learn from people a little bit farther ahead of, ahead of you. Right. Um, what can you guys say on that? You know, we're, we're extremely blessed because I can call up Luigi and we can bounce off ideas. Right. I'll call Luigi with some of the stupidest things you guys ever thought in the world. And he's like, okay, let's go for it. Let's take a shot. We're not afraid not to take shots. Here's the ball, run with it. If I fuck up my shot and I miss, he doesn't bombard me or yell at me or degrade me. He goes, all right, we'll get the next one. Let's go. Right. And having that support circle around you and surrounding yourself with a support circle like that is going to make your mistakes feel a lot. It never gets easier. Yeah easier to overcome them going forward yeah because we all make mistakes in business and in life right don't be afraid to fail always fell forward like they all say right that's so that's so important i can't teach my i can't wait to teach my son these type of things so early i didn't learn this stuff till i was late in life right so you know i'm curious to see you know his mindset growing up as well and his ability to market himself you know it's gonna be it's gonna be an amazing sight you know i i can live with failure all day long I can't live with not trying. Yeah. Right. At the end of the day. Show up, baby. Got to show up every single day. Yeah. Go ahead, man. Well, you're going to see it in very soon because isn't everything in life sales? You know, as soon as your son starts to talk and you say, yeah, and you say, and you say you can't have candy and then he'll go to, he'll go to your wife (laughs) and he'll try to negotiate with her. Right. Isn't everything about sales? trying to have other people like you, right? You do business with people you like and trust, right? So he's going to learn very early on how to be a good salesperson. I love it. It's exciting. So good stuff, guys. Good stuff. So, you know, we've talked a lot about mindset, right? You guys, you know, you're great with mindset. Obviously, it it definitely has helped you, you know, build the businesses you have today. You guys have both really, you know, awesome families as well. I can't wait to see how your children turn out. It's going to be nice as well. You, you know, Matt's got daughters coming up. Luigi, you'll be soon. And uh, it's going to be great. But uh, let's talk a little bit about marketing, right? Because, you know, obviously we do a lot of marketing for you guys. But you guys have a lot of great systems in place before we even came aboard, right? You know, talk a little bit about what you guys done in the past that has helped you market your business. You know, it doesn't have to be specific. Just little you know, tips and tricks on different things you've done uh, or currently doing. That could help others. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's definitely touch on marketing, but I want to take a step back for a second and talk about mindset a little bit more because it's crucial to get this part down because if you don't get this part down, you're never going to succeed. Right. And one of the, and it never gets easier, right? You're as an entrepreneur, you're never going to be 110% all the time. Shit's going to get in your way. It's going to make you aggravated and you're going to feel lost. But if you can put a routine in place, And after a lot of trial and error, you'll know what breaks that negative mindset when you get into it, whether it's going to the gym, waking up early, spending some time by yourself, reading a book that allows you to clear your head. 
Yeah. Then it'll be easier to pick up those pieces and keep moving forward every single time. Right. Now, as far as marketing goes, man, we've tried it all. Everything from cold calling to uh, podcasts to Google ads, Facebook ads. You know, I think I come up with a different idea every week. And yep. Luigi's like, all right, Matt, let's go for it. <laughs> yeah, you guys are super creative. You guys, you know, had your little money gun through your little event. You had like a big old check. Well, well look, you have, to, you, have to, you have to understand where Matt and I are from. Matt and I are from New York City originally. Right. So in New York, you have a very dense population. And within that dense population, you have a lot of people that are in business. So it's very easy to network in that setting. You know, you go to a bar after work and you're probably meeting 10, 12 people that you either have, will, or can do business with. Right. And that's every night. So networking is very difficult. So very, very easy. Right. Um, it's almost difficult. It's almost difficult not to. Um, network. So having said that, um, Matt and I were frustrated a bit during the pandemic because, you know, our, our tools and trade were taken away from us, right? And you, you can't make a connection via Zoom. I don't care what people say. You can't, you can't work via Zoom. You can't make a connection via Zoom. You can do a podcast via Zoom, but in person, it's always a bit more intimate and you, you make those lasting connections. So, so you, you, you network as best you can, right? You, you join these organizations, you join these networking groups, these masterminds, et cetera, et cetera, right? So these last two years have, have really tested small businesses' marketing skills. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass the baton to Matt because Matt is much more well-versed in marketing tools than I am. So when, when the way we were used to bringing our business is taken away from us, we're always forced to pivot, right? But... And with a lot of noise and to break through that noise on social media, especially when you're marketing or email marketing or some type of digital format, right? The best way is you want to get as many eyeballs on you as possible. And to break through that noise, in my opinion, is to do something outrageous, right? Once you do something outrageous, like you gave a a great example of the money gun. We actually put out a couple great video reels on on, uh, Instagram, Facebook recently, and the key to the reels and the algorithm how it works is you got to get somebody to watch it and keep watching it, right? So I only have 30 seconds for a whole reel. In that first five seconds, I need to attract your attention right away, right, right away. So in video, I could use the money gun where I shoot the money in the air. Then all of a sudden people stop and they watch and they want to hear what I have to say. If I'm cold calling on this point, I have less than three seconds to get your attention because if you're a business owner, you're doing nine different things at one time. So one of my favorite things to do is stand up, be extremely loud and say, hey, Jim, can you hear me okay? Right? (laughs) Then I grab their attention and I move forward from there. But like anything in life, attention for a consumer is being pulled everywhere. I mean, think about it. You're online. How many ads do you see? You put the TV on, there's ads all over the place. Down the block, there's, there's billboards and street signs, right? Consumer's attention is being fought for every second of the day. So in order to get somebody to stop and pay attention to your product and listen to your message, you got to break through that noise. You got to create engaging content. And for me, it's creating something that's fun, enjoyable, right? But actually educational at the same time. Exactly what I was about to say. Perfect. So yeah, it's all about creating engaging content. We're actually just partnering up with Sam Smith. We're going to be creating essentially content creation for video. So it's called a, what do we call it? Uh, constant content, right? Kind of like constant contact, but constant content. 
So we're going to be providing even more ways for businesses to get their message out there in engaging style videos that they can place in ads that we're already doing for, for our clients. So, you know, it goes back to create video, video engaging ads. You want to create multiple style ads, not necessarily ads. It could be organic posts as well, right? You want to post in the Instagram stories, the reels, the Facebook stories are hot right now, right? YouTube videos, anywhere you guys can put your information online. You want to put links, make sure you guys put links to your websites on your post, put like links to your schedulers, all that stuff, right? These are all different catch points for you guys to get leads. If you guys are just organically already doing stuff, right? If you guys are doing stuff online, you know, make sure you have a little bit of way for them to reach out to you, right? So put your links in different places. I always recommend that. I've got realtors that literally put their links on all their posts and they're getting organic buyer and seller leads coming into their websites left and right. Just by doing little posts going out into, uh, for example, they go out to a park or something like Brian Lewis deals out and does the park, right? He goes, he goes and does his uh, riding at dawn every morning and he's showcasing different areas around the local market you know, that people will be interested in. He's a realtor, right? That's a perfect way to market your business. William, you just hit the nail on the head, Will, because years ago, if you were a retailer, you'd have a nice street window. You know, maybe you did a little bit of advertising, you know, maybe a magazine or two, and that right. was it. And you had a really robust annual campaign. But today, you have to do everything. You have to do social media. You have to do print. You have to... It's, it's for a retailer today. Forget about the service sector. Maybe, maybe we have a little bit of an easier job than, than a retailer. But a retailer today, I do not envy them. That's why I think Amazon has such an advantage, right? Because they, they're controlling so much of the message. Yeah, they've spent so much money pushing out that online shopping. And you know, especially with COVID and everything, it's, it's pushed everybody online. Now everyone shops online. It's, I think I did all my shopping online for Christmas and everything, right? So uh, marketing is key. And that goes back to what you were saying about Amazon, right? They control a lot of the data because they get a lot of the traffic and they're able to retarget. Now we're getting really into the expert level of marketing, right? Where, you know, we're constantly able to put more and more content in front of our existing audience. And you all can do the same thing, right? It's just retargeting your existing database, that's why it's important to put those links on your post so you can capture data and then place more information in front of them. So it's all great. If you're going to invest in marketing, you can't do something one time and say it didn't work and walk away. Consistency, yeah. consistency is key when it comes to marketing. The first three times somebody sees something, whether it's your ad on Facebook, whether it's your billboard that they drive by, they're not going to remember you. It's that fourth, fifth, and sixth time that solidifies you. And maybe they don't need you right now, but you know that 12th time they see that same ad and it pops up and says, hey, let me take a deeper look at these people. I could probably use their product or service, right? Consistency is always going to be key when it comes down to marketing, right? Me and Luigi talk about this a lot. Whether we do a lot of different types of marketing, as I said before, we run a podcast, we do video ads as well. Plus we run a newsletter, right? Because people learn in different ways. Some people learn via auditory where they have to hear it. And other people, maybe I speak too fast for them. So we'll take that same piece of content, repurpose it and put it into a blog or um, I'm a member of Forbes. I write for Forbes, right? It'll right. go to a Forbes content piece, right? Because this way it's on different platforms and you look omnipresent in the environment, right? Yeah. So it makes your business look a lot bigger than it really is. But also if you make the right, right content, you could repurpose it. So it's not five times the work. Yep. 
Yeah, omnipresence is key. And it's, you know, it's it's about frequency. You're not going to get 100 videos up in a week. Do a few a week. Just consistently have a marketing strategy in place for a long term and, and have a marketing budget as well. Don't try to, I don't recommend jumping around for marketing companies, obviously, unless they're just terrible, but stick with somebody that's good and, you know, let them roll and get it built out for you. Because it's, it's a lot harder to keep jumping around systems to systems. You'll never get anywhere. It's just, it's just a lot going on. So, um, but, yeah, but it, also, it also comes down to understanding and deeply understanding who your client is and what platforms or what magazines or publications they're going to be reading, right? If I'm trying to sell, I don't know, my kids are into these fidgets right now, right? They're, they're like five cents. There's probably some billionaire in China that's been making them all recently, right? If I'm trying to sell fidgets, I'm not selling fidgets on Facebook, right? Because the kids aren't there. You got to figure out what platform the kids would be on. And for my kids, it would be TikTok. Right. So I'd be selling those on TikTok or YouTube, right? So understanding your audience and understanding the demographic that your business is in and where your perfect clients come from will give you a better understanding of what type of content you want to put out and where to place that content once it's made. Beautifully said. Understand your customer database, right? What, what's their pain points? What makes them tick? Why did they purchase your product, right? Different stuff like that, right? Good stuff, good stuff. Well, guys, Luigi, you want to add anything else, my friend, on that? You good? Oh, man. Matt gave you all the recipes. Yeah, right I mean, Matt right there. dialed that in. So let's talk really quick. Uh, we got a little bit of time left. I want to talk about, you mentioned the Liquid Lunch Project, right? This is your guys' podcast. Talk about, what is the Liquid Lunch Project? That's a cool-ass name, by the way. Who come up with that? Talk a little bit about that. <laughs> Listen, the Liquid Lunch goes back to my Wall Street days. As Luigi said earlier, we used to go out, we used to network a lot, whether it was at a restaurant or a bar. Generally, this happened during business hours, sometimes during lunch, right? So maybe you had a couple of fermented beverages right there while you were at lunch with these people. So therefore, it was called the liquid lunch. You're going out for the liquid lunch, right? Yeah. So in the height of COVID and we couldn't network with anybody, right? We brought the liquid lunch, right? And said, you know what? Since we can't get in front of people right now face to face, let's do it digitally. And that's where the name was born. But yeah, we've been blessed with the podcast. You can find us on Apple, Spotify. We've interviewed some top CEOs in the country, some great entrepreneurs. We're, we're constantly breaking the top 200 entrepreneurship podcasts on Apple as well. And uh, that show, is it's, it's really taken off and it's really helped us get ourselves out of a pigeonhole of just capital, right? And having great leaders on there that our clients can learn from which they couldn't normally pick up the phone and call. To yeah. scale. So we're giving them a network of people that they thought they would never have access to. Luigi is the professor and he comes up with all these interesting topics and conversations and I'll let him speak on it from there. Uh, the, the liquid lunch is basically what Matt and I used to do every day at one o'clock. Um, and now we have the honor of doing it every Monday, right? So um, this time it's just an open forum. Um, What's really nice about it is every week we try, we really, we try humbly. We, we ask ourselves, what can we talk about this week that's going to help a small business owner turn the corner, take the next level? Like, what's today's lesson? Okay. And if we cannot provide value, we keep fighting until we find something else to provide rest. So every Monday we bring value to the table and, and we're proud of it. It's, it's, it started out as a, as a, as a, joke it started out as like a little bit of an adventure but now we're taking it really serious this is this is a typical us man we take everything we do very serious we just don't take ourselves serious 
Yeah. That's that's the money gun. I'm surprised one of y'all ain't popped it out and started shooting around. <laughs> oh, it's still young. The night is still young. Where's it at, Matt? <laughs> I think it's the box over there from the conference that we did. I gotta break it back out again. Love it. Thank you guys so, so much. Well, let me just let me just let me just lay the uh, the groundwork here, okay? So we, we say it's the liquid lunch podcast. However, you really have to dig down deep to understand what how crazy doing? Matt is. So Matt literally built out a full <laughs> operating bar, <laughs> top shelf liquor, a entire podcast studio. Um, when we were interviewing, we were at a bar, buddy. It's, it is the liquid lunch. You, you feel like you are on Broad Street in Lower Manhattan. I know. I seen that picture. I was, I was blown away <laughs> by that setup. Is that is that in Orlando where you guys are at? Yeah, yeah it's uh, here. We're gonna have to. We're, you're gonna have to come down and get on the show. We'll for sure, for thing. sure. Yeah, just hold hold that episode. I'll drive in for that one. That that's a that's definitely something to experience for sure. You always got nice little spots at your house, chilling over there with your nice little man cave and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. Um, yeah. So, what is it about? I mean, what is it? I mean, what do you guys talk about on there, right? Listen, Will, what don't we talk about? Nothing's really off limits. Well, think about it. You, you're, 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 you're in business all day long, yeah. right? You're, you're just, you, you're marketing, man. You, you, you got to tend to clients. You got to answer the phones. You got to make sure everything is operating right. These NFTs come out. What on earth is an NFT? Mm-hmm. 90% of America has no idea what that is, okay? We got an expert on NFTs. Spread the wealth, right? So what we like... Re- we like bringing on thought leaders and experts in different areas of various industries, right? And we like to bring on people that, you know, you don't see on CNBC, but they're very good at what they do. And I mean, you will find some some high level, C level executives on our on our podcast, right? That, like I said, you normally wouldn't have access to. So they they come on, they do us favors. Me and Luigi open our Rolodex that we've built for many years. We ask them to come on and explain some different things. And to be honest with you, sometimes it's just stuff me and Luigi want to learn about, right? Yeah, right. We know if we we're thinking some, we have some questions on some topics and some industries of what's going on. The audience does too. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'll give you a, I'll give you a perfect example. You know, I was, um, I was doing a little bit of research on this um, electric vehicle phenomenon. And I'm saying like, at the end of the day, there's going the, the, the demand for those precious metals needed in these batteries is going to come to a border. Like we literally don't have enough cobalt and precious metals to be able to make the type of battery packs that we're going to need over the next five to 10 years. And we reached out, like Matt said, into our Rolodex. We had an old buddy of ours that works for this company called um, Lycycle, L-I-C-Y on the stock exchange. And they actually are in the business of recycling precious metals from computers, prior, prior used battery packs. Right. And they've attained such an efficiency where those precious metals are just as efficient as the precious metals that are being mined in Australia, Africa, and et cetera. Okay. So just out of our own curiosity, we figured out what's the future of precious metals vis-a-vis electric vehicles, right? So it's, it's that sort of geeky fun stuff that's cool yeah so a little bit of mix so guys check it out liquid lunch project apple podcast my podcast will be on there soon so yay for me as well 
But uh, before we wrap this bad boy up, can you guys share a couple tips, just little takeaways from today? A couple tips on, you know, mindset, right? Takeaways, mindset and marketing. That'd be great. And then we can just wrap it up. Luigi, you want to start? Yeah. If you have a weak heart, do not go into business. It is not for the weak of heart. It is not for the weak need. You need to have your teeth clenched every single day in business. And this doesn't mean you can't take a day off and spend time with the family, but just understand that when you're taking that day off, you better have a huge head start because those people are gonna catch up. Yes. Love it, love it. Appreciate that, Luigi. Matt, any takeaways for the, for the team here and for the listeners? Listen, don't be afraid to fail. The only way you're going to grow is by failing, right? And no matter what point you are in the business cycle for your business, you're always going to get punched in the face along the way. And it's going to be when you least expect it. So just be prepared to get back up and get right back into battle. And do yourself a favor. You might have a big mistake that was made. Don't let your mindset go down from that don't let don't stay negative the faster you can get out of that negativity zone the better off your business and your mental health will be beautiful love it love it love it love it all right guys well thank you guys so much for coming on my very first episode episode one mindset masters in marketing we really appreciate you guys matt Luigi. you guys are awesome look congratulations forward to on the launch of 3m buddy all the best love it love it thank you guys so much you guys have a good night we will chat with you soon Thank you so much. Thanks, Will. Speak to you soon. Thanks, guys. Bye.